0: Love, talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Brisnet. Com, podcast. Kentucky Derby primer is the topic today. We're not calling it a preview uh, because next week uh, we'll have the preview in earnest. We'll have the we'll know the field. We'll know the horses. We'll know their post positions. Uh, so that'll be more of the preview, but uh, as I said in sort of the summary of, of this show, uh, we're not ready for the derby, but we're ready to get ready. Been talking about these horses for a while. We saw a lot of them work out today. You can go to youtubecom twinspires. Uh, a lot of great video, the workouts. Uh, so another way to help you get ready uh, is definitely to view those. Uh, top 10 lists below. minor at kentuckyderby.com. Our uh, soon-to-be guest from PredictiveForm.com, Danny Zucker, has a top 10 list up at PredictiveForm, and uh, that link is, is here with the, with the podcast as well, so check that out. Uh, free PPs from BristNet of the Contenders. So we're getting ready. You're getting ready. We're all getting ready. Uh, time now to actually dive in a little bit on uh, the races, and while we're waiting for Uh, Danny, I will take some of the drama away. We both have Nyquist number one. Now, whether that means we'll both be betting Nyquist to win, I'd be shocked. uh, If either of us do, quite frankly, I think this is the type of year where there is enough parity that you don't have to take a favorite five to two, three to one. Seems a little light on Nyquist, though I will say he's five to one, uh, with Skybet which is a UK bookmaker uh, he's still i believe 7 to 2 or 4 to 1 at the Win Las Vegas uh, so even though he was only 3 to 1 in that final future pool a few weeks ago uh, he might not he might not be that uh, come derby day and we've seen some some good workouts outwork had a, a good one today some others have as well so uh be interesting to see how the, the board moves uh, post positions are sure to probably move the board as well. Uh, Predictiveform.com has all those post position stats on there, right there with its top ten list and value plays for Churchill. Uh, so do check that out. And, again, we'll, just, we'll get more into the, that nature of the race once we actually know the field. I uh, just sort of want to prime everyone, prime the pump uh, for Derby discussion next week and to help me do that. Danny, long time no talk, but good to be back.
1: Nice to hear from you, Ed yeah, we took a little bit of time off. All was good. everybody's traveling, but looking forward to the big race, God my Philly, do you see my uh, mare neck of the moon today at Belmont? I did. I was something. track record it uh, wasn't tra- I mean she actually ran the second fastest seven furlong turf race in Belmont history
0: pretty good company cuz they run the Jaipur uh, it was the at 6 or 7 either way a lot of history at Belmont so yeah you got to be pretty excited to see that
1: yeah no very was quite was quite uh, pleased and really setting up for the next race at the end of the month good also at Belmont yeah the Mount Vernon all right well We will uh, certainly
0: look forward to that and uh, glad to always uh, share the excitement of of horse ownership, something I haven't dabbled in yet, but hopefully down the road we'll be able to. But uh, we all feel like we we own a piece of the Derby because it's uh, the one race you can really sink your teeth into and have a chance for a huge score uh, year in and year out. we've, We've missed that score the last couple years. The Super three years ago, even with Favorite Orb, uh, paid more than twenty thousand, but uh, it's decreased since. So maybe this is the year we get a, a big payout. And uh, looking at some of these contenders and such, really interested to get your initial take. And as I said, we'll we'll dive into the field, uh, in earnest next week for sure. And I have to be honest, uh, you you know you mentioned that we've been traveling, sort of took a took a hiatus. Uh, people didn't miss much with my picks the last few weeks. I. I've whiffed pretty good, uh, but I am hoping that means I have a handle on this race, learning from my mistakes, got the misses out of the way. I'm definitely excited to play this year's Derby. What's your initial thoughts on this race from a gambling perspective?
1: Well, and I, I posted an article uh, earlier in the week, and I think it ran on MSN as well um, in terms of what our top ten looks like for the Derby. Um, but the, the the future pools – And I looked at the future pool number four. I looked at William Hill in the U.K. I looked at the win here in the U.S. and sort of put together a list of what those odds look like for maybe our top ten potential runners here. And um, while there's a pretty good-sized gap with a couple of these, um, I I think there's going to be lots of value because Nyquist is going to take – even even if Nyquist goes off and we're looking at anywhere between 3 or 4 to 1 and probably you know somewhere in that range it's so much money in such a big pool that there'll be plenty of value elsewhere and you're going to get horses that have never gone off at more than you know 3 to 1 and you'll get them at 10 or 15 to 1 which is really rare like Gunrunner I think if Gunrunner paid uh what 5 to 1 is his biggest price and he very well could be you know what 10 to 1 or or higher yeah absolutely uh, yeah, that,
0: that's a great point. And I, I'm not one of these. Uh, you know, some just refuse to take the favorite in the derby, and, and i picked my share and, and won some uh-huh. and lost some. Uh, so I'm not automatically against them at a, at a short, shorter price. But the, mm-hmm. I agree with you. This year, looking at horses who have run well, uh, who seem to either, A, have run well every time, so you feel like maybe you can trust the form, or B, you can say are getting good at the right time, like an Outwork who won his last race or creator who needed a bunch of races to break his maiden, uh, but has done well in his last three. Uh, Both of them are going to be huge prices compared to what they've been in in other races. So
1: uh,
0: that's exactly right. But we do, we do both have Nyquist on top um, for now. So pending the odds and that'll probably drop when we actually have to make a win pick. But is it fair to say that you, you would say he's the most talented horse in this race?
1: Well, I, I would think from a figure perspective, he, you know, he gets the nod as the top contender. I just pulled up what, what American Farrow ran last year. So Farrow ran an 80, an 80 double top going into the derby. And I, I do recall that we were really, I was at least hard-pressed to imagine that he could move forward off that figure. Which he did. Uh, but again, he might have been an anomaly because he was just such an amazing horse, Ed. Um, so it, it's tough. He's kind of one that's tough to set your gauge to, if you know what I mean. Uh, but there's enough runners in here, and there's a couple runners with new pace tops that I'm not afraid to look a little deeper than uh, Nyquist. Yeah, understandable. And. Uh...
0: Since you mentioned it, we'll, stop with, we'll start with those new pace tops because uh, uh-huh. I'm fascinated by both of them. Uh, and they, they do show up toward the top of uh, uh, the, the race analyzer. And, and granted, right now there are no odds, at least if you go to the site, you've probably plugged in some odds playing around with it. Uh, but the first is Outwork, uh, yeah. who you have a new pace top and winning uh, the Wood Memorial, uh, which, you know. An interesting race, uh, off track, uh, came out of that Tampa Bay Derby. And, uh, you know, Johnny V is stuck with this horse at every turn, so there clearly is a lot of respect for his talent from the Pletcher camp. Uh, with his running style, uh, what does the new pace top mean, stretching out to a mile and a quarter as a young developing horse? I think this will be, what, only his fourth or fifth career start?
1: Fifth start. And if we go back and look at and. Um we go back and look at the history of Outwork his first out race as a as a 2 year old was a negative big negative spread where he ran 68 final figure 77 4 furlong figure he took some time off and came back in his first race back in that optional race he ran 74 with an 84 furlong almost an 84 furlong figure a really good number and they said okay let's take a let's take a big swing with the horse and the 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 race at Tampa was really good. I mean, he ran a reversal, which means it was the first time he ran a final furlong, final figure that was faster than his four furlong figure. And his Tampa race was seventy eight. Now, <clears throat> that's a really big number, and I think it might have been a little uh, you know a little inflated because of the speed of the track. And we could talk about Destin as well. But in any case, while it doesn't look like on paper, he looks like he was a front runner that that gave it in towards the end of the race, we see him as actually accelerating. So getting the lead and actually accelerating while being beat. He comes back off the reversal, which is a strong move and we would have expected to to run to make a forward move, and he did. But his forward move was not based on a final figure. It was based on a a four-furlong figure. So he improved 10 points in his four-furlong figure while running a slower final race, which is not surprising given the, the track surface. So this combination of a negative pattern, a double top, then a reversal, and a new pace top stretching out, is what you would want to see. Is, is a really positive sign. I mean, a new pace top is really positive pattern on the stretch out for young horses. It means that they're uh, they're they're in in combination with a reversal, it shows two uh, you know it shows that ability to come from or run a faster final figure. And then it, the, the next out, he runs a faster furlough figure. So he's basically showing a, a lot of uh, dynamic here. So I think Outwork can, could go to the lead or he can stalk. And I, I think that's what you want to see with the runner. In the Kentucky Derby, one that has a flexible running style that doesn't come from behind nor need the lead. And with Johnny V., a lot of my opinion with Outwork will be based on the post position. I think you know an outside post position for a runner like this could be a disadvantage. Where if he's in the inside gate, he probably is going to be a, a top pick of ours.
0: All right, that's uh, pretty high praise. I think you're going to get a, a good price, uh, and uh, that perfectly dovetails into the other uh, new new pace top yeah. toward the top, uh, who is Danzig Candy. Uh, who A is going to definitely be a part of that early pace. Uh, the uh-huh. question is whether he runs off and Outwork does stalk it or if it's those two sort of in tandem and which one pulls away first. Uh, so that's a question, but I, I was interested to see that Dance and Candy, who sort of seemed to run off in that Santa Anita Derby in the flop, yeah. get the new pace top designation. Uh, he-, he did stay on for fourth. I, I mean, it's. To me, that was somewhat of a feather in his cap. I mean, obviously, you'd like to see him perform better, dole out his speed a little better, whatever. But he stayed on a little bit. And, you know, he didn't completely drop out of out of the out of the race to still be fourth. So, uh, you know, I guess it makes sense that given how fast he ran, the final figure was okay. Uh, but, but what do you make of him now adding a mile and a quarter after what we saw in the Santa Anita Derby?
1: So uh, he was actually, I mean, if, if you would have looked at him going into the Santa Anita Derby with, you know, three sets of 74s and a new pace top, he was our top pick in the Santa Anita Derby, and he and he really did falter, and uh, you don't know whether, what was behind it. Um, but the the back-to-back new pace top but is one thing to show a five-furlong increase and a four-furlong fit in his four-for-long, but that final figure is real regression. I mean, that's a real regression, even on a new pace top. Uh, you know, it's regression of seven points, where uh, Outwork regressed seven points, but he's he's or six points, but he's regressed to 71 versus 67. And it would be, if, if we think 78's going to win this race, 77-78, which... I think will, or maybe even higher, he's going to have to improve double digits and run his fastest race by five points lifetime. Um, You know, so that's why we tend to, I tend to dissect these new pay stops a little bit more. And I I think that's probably unlikely. So uh, not a top contender for you. No, not a top contender for DZ. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's that's good to know. That was definitely uh, part of my question. Uh, And then the other horse who I think is pretty intimately connected to Outwork uh, certainly is Destin, who beat Outwork in the Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, Brody's Cause was also in that race and came out of it to win the Bluegrass at Keeneland. Uh, So pretty strong key race. Uh, The caveat there, of course, it will have been eight weeks. Uh, between that race and the Kentucky Derby by the time Destin starts. I've been extremely vocal on social media and other handicapping discussions with the Derby. I just don't see how you go eight weeks uh, into a race like this off just a mile in the 16th race. Uh, I could take one or the other at the right price, but both of them to me, the the double whammy is just a DQ uh, from my wagering. But what, what do you make of Destin?
1: He really looks like two different horses to me. I mean, if you look at his figures, first three races of his life, 70, 64, 68. Then his last two races are 77 and 79. Those are two, like, big boy races. And uh, I have read, as you have read, that there are a lot of fans of Destin because of that, you know, because of those those figures. Maybe not because of anything else, other than the fact that he ran really fast. I think his his last final was yeah. So he's got the fastest last final in the field for a three year old. Um, it, it's with with seventy seven seventy nine. I would expect regression. I would Ed, but he could break through too. So well, to I know. mean now.
0: That was the design of the eight weeks, for sure. I mean, he's owned by uh, some people who are intimately involved in in their own figures, and without a doubt, they said, "Hey, look how fast he ran. He needs more time." so right right and and it and it does work. I mean we've seen that with Bobby Frankel, and um you mentioned your your own neck of the moon is trained by Chad Brown. Uh, right. A, a Frankel pupil uh, You know they definitely buy into it And it's, it's hard to ignore the data But I just feel like the Derby With it's mile and a quarter And the test of fitness that it is With these three year olds The mm-hmm. eight week break and no race at nine furlongs uh, Really weighs on me
1: Well So Farrell went 81.4 When he won the Derby last year Four, Three other horses went above 80 Frosted Dortmund and Firing Line Ran an 81 uh, then there was a bit of a break. A couple horses ran 78, 77, and the very, you know, so the meat of the race, kind of the, what is that? The mean. Um, mean is the average. Median is in the middle. Yeah. So the median of the race was 77. Um, the field seems a little slower this year because nobody's ran that 80 yet that Pharos run, except for Nyquist. I would still have to say the Derby goes 79. So when you're starting to look at the figures. You've got to think, geez, can Destin put back-to-back 79s up on the board? And the, my an, my short answer is he would have to be a superstar to do that. I, I think the bet is he's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. and I, I don't see that. Yeah, yeah, I it, it would be a little. And presbytery. to me, I go
0: back to the the fairgrounds race. They shipped them in. I think they were looking to, to cash the owners or somewhat from that area, uh, you know, the home track, so to speak. And and he couldn't get it done. And granted, he, he's developed for sure. But uh, yeah, I just uh, well, we we've spent enough time on that. It's clear where mm-hmm. we are. I have one one more specific horse I want to ask you about. And then we'll. Uh, uh, get to any others you have or general but you mentioned the 79 and I did plug in some numbers uh, and I put this one at 50 to 1 and he showed up as the third pick at that price uh, and he ran a 79 last time and he does have a reversal and that's Oscar nominated who is everyone's pick to not win I've seen some say he'll finish last I definitely don't think he'll finish last just because he's Going to plot and run his race no matter What and he'll beat one home I'm confident of that but Seeing him show up that high uh, Uh 50 to 1 certainly piqued my Interest is is he uh, I mean if he crashes even the super uh, That blows it up for Sure Uh, Uh does he have a shot At that
1: Again Just from a cursory perspective And I haven't done the deep dive yet Into uh, some of the Breeding and a couple other things um, his he's a tough horse is it, so his lifetime top is at seven and a half furlongs running seventy nine on the turf you know he's yet to run on the dirt right so he's turf to dirt right. he's going to be stretching out his figures are okay they're inconsistent um, i I guess you could say his turf weight performance in the spiral was quote unquote dirt but it, you know, it's really not, and he ran seventy-three. If we use that as as a baseline, kind of dirt figure for him, he's going to need to improve four points to hit the board. It's possible. I mean, I certainly wouldn't. I I, I wouldn't toss him, if you were looking at some underneath kinds of bets, and I think there's others that you can toss that will be shorter, for sure. Right. I, I yeah. And that, your that, question, but...
0: No, it does. Well, even better though. uh, It sort of leads into you know the general approach of how I'm tackling this derby and looking at it. I mean, you mentioned there are others who are going to take more money that uh, might be easier to toss, and that. Right. To me it's it's sorta of, you know, I look at this derby, there's some I really like. I have a lot of uh-huh. uh I think exaggerator uh fits for sure, Nyquist, albeit the short price, outwork, uh is is making me a believer more and more with the, the solid workout reports, etc. Um but, you know, to me you're you know, I don't want if it comes Nyquist, Outwork, you know, that's not a great exacto, but you know, all of a sudden if you get Oscar nominated in there it is, but you can't use them all, and I see a horse like Creator who's very low uh, on this list at 20 to 1, sudden breaking news, uh, the same, horses who will take more money than Oscar nominated, and, you know, maybe, I mean, the gamble is not using them underneath and thinking, hey, maybe this longer price could get there. So those are the things I'm thinking about when trying to hit this, you know, 10 or $20,000 super. Uh, how about yourself?
1: Yet again i'm i'm taking a cursory look at the numbers ed and let's you know we're going to plan on doing a little more in-depth podcast next week when we have the when you have the time and kind of squeeze a half an hour 45 minutes in to really dissect the race and make some picks but you know you look at a horse like dazzling gem okay so dazzling gem fresh in line new pace top new pace top new pace top is improving final four for uh, final figures improving four furlong figures with nothing there's no big jumps yet. He hasn't had a big jump. 71, 70, 72, 74. Final figures, four furlong figures, 68, 70, 71, 74. He paired up, 70, he's got a 74, uh, four furlong, and final figure. Three new pace tops in a row, three steady improvements in a row. Again, this is, we talk at this, is purely a figure perspective. This has nothing to do with the PPs, doesn't have to do with the jockey, nothing. From a, from a figure perspective, he is heading in the right direction. Well, he he needs to head in the direction of getting in the gate, but he needs help. Yep.
0: Uh, yep. I, I will say though, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in the Apollo curve, so I kind of hope he doesn't. Make the Derby field because I, you know, at the Preakness. He's definitely a horse I'd be interested in, and I yep. liked him a little bit at whatever he was in the the Arkansas Derby twenty to one. I thought that was a ridiculous price, Um mm-hmm. you know, he was no match. But I mean, he didn't race at two. He needs the races, so uh, I'm with you. He's definitely one for me to to keep watching. So, uh, well, Gun yeah, Runner, definitely, you know,
1: Gunrunner. I was just going to say Gunrunner. You know, very tough horse to figure here. Um, you know, hasn't broken out yet, has a couple new pay stops, hasn't done really anything wrong yet, and you're going to get a big price on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we uh, he is tough to figure, it, literally, because uh, we at Briston had actually downgraded his uh, speed rating for winning the Louisiana Derby. It was a 104. We put it at 100, yeah. uh, which... Uh He went from the fastest last out prep to still decent uh, uh only a few have run hundred plus so I'm right there with you. He is hard to figure uh but at you know the top of the show, I said some of these uh run their race every time, some of them might just be getting good. He's in the former camp, uh but someone asked me a couple weeks ago my sure bet to show or I forget how they asked it, but you know basically your hit the board candidate, and he was it uh the running style fits. Uh, and you're going to get a decent price. So, uh, you know, we'll see how he draws and talk
1: about that a little more uh, my, my, next week. My, you yeah, know, just, you know, I'll wrap it up by saying, I guess I, <laughs> if I had bet a better horse to show,
0: <clears throat> I'd probably like
1: more spirit hasn't done anything wrong. Um, and if I'm betting to show, which I don't do, I, first off, if I'm betting to show you guys should take me out of line and put me back in the car. Um, <laughs> but specifically, he hasn't done anything wrong. The couple races that he's got that haven't been great have both been on the off track. I mean, you know, his his two figures that look a little out of, out of line have come on off tracks. But other than that, it looks pretty consistent. Um, but it's going to be a good race. And, and, you know, who knows with Mo Heyman, by the time we're done talking, Ed, he might be a – he might be what? what? What do you think his odds are going to be, Mohamed?
0: Uh,
1: 12. Yeah. Or more by the time the race goes. I haven't heard many yeah, people speak to 15. think about him.
0: Yep. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love uh, – the last race, uh, which you know we'll we'll talk uh we'll get to that next time. Uh you know, didn't want to get into every horse this time, but this was definitely a good survey, especially with good at the new pace cops and you know, their definite respect for Nyquist, but this does feel like sort of the, the underlaid uh favorite type year which we've seen for sure, uh Tarland Holiday, Bellamy Road, uh, definitely happens in the Derby. Uh, looking at Lucky from the one post was probably the best. So post could conspire against uh, some of our picks. Uh, we'll get to all that and more uh, either Wednesday or Thursday. We'll definitely find a time we can really dig into this. And uh, are you a Oaks Derby double fan? Do you do you play that?
1: Um, you know I have traditionally, but uh, I think this year I'm going to concentrate on the Saturday card only. Ed.
0: All right well that's what we'll do on the the podcast too but uh, a couple grade 1 races and uh horse I'm excited uh to bet uh Speaking of Oscar nominated, but uh, the, the two horses who ran behind him, I thought ran well. And I was a big Surgical Strike fan in the Spiral, and he's going to return on Saturday. And based on the probables, is, is absolutely not going to be the favorite. Might even be ten to one. So mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to seeing how the numbers come come out for that race. But he's one I'm excited to look at. And certainly the the Derby itself, obviously, will make some picks, talk some wagering strategy. Uh, should be a great podcast. Yep, looking forward to it. All right, Danny Zucker, everyone. Right, Predictiveform.com, and uh, okay. again, yeah, my pleasure. And again, if you look in the description for this podcast, we have a link to that predictive form top ten list that Danny talked about. Uh, and if you go when you go to that site, you'll also see value plays for Churchill Downs opening night. Uh, you'll see all those post position stats. Uh, really great stuff, uh, predictiveform.com not only for this weekend in Derby, but for all the tracks, the race analyzer, and valuable tool uh, for me when handicapping and playing the races. And uh, as far as Burstnet.com is concerned, a uh, link in the description goes to our ultimate past performances for the Derby contenders. So uh, read up, study up, still a lot to go through leading up to the Kentucky Derby, but we'll be back with Danny next week once the race is drawn. Hopefully we'll find some winners, and we'll talk to you then.